Hello, nerds. Welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. The Nerdy Podcast. Oh, I can't even do Sammy well there, so that doesn't think. My northern nerds. My <laughs> northern nerds. Yes, I, I did attempt it. Sorry, it didn't feel right. I felt like I was cheating on you. So yes, uh, we are live tonight without uh, our core commander, the uh, the commando uh, uh, person that never wears any pants, Sammy. She's busy uh, with her being stick in BJ dear. You can guess what her and her husband's up to, did you? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So I uh, hope she watches back and uh, has a bit of a chuckle there. But yes, I did attempt it and I did try and put on a posh voice, but fuck if I cannot do it. I tell yes. you what, Paul. Once she listens to this, you're really going to be the last of us because she's going <laughs> to murder you. <laughs> Fine, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just talk about her mom and I go on her mom's good side. That's all right. So yes, uh, we are joined tonight by the Captain Goodwill of the SS Enterprise, um, boldly going where any nerd has, has pretty much every nerd's been before, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not a euthanism, and, oh and we haven't got uh, his dressing gown with us tonight, so it's a little bit disappointing, oh, uh, it's over there. I'll break it at any time. That is an, an invite, ladies. We have the Majestic Grant uh, to, with us tonight as well. So it's a bit of a sausage fest on the Nerdy Up North uh, podcast tonight. Normally we do have a, like a little bit of variety and a little bit of, um, how shall I put it, like a little bit like different genders, diversity. Different, diversity. That was the word I was looking for. Vaginas, <laughs> yes. Uh, we do like to have a vagina on here as well, but instead you'll have to t- tolerate goodwill. So there. <laughs> not rising to it, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and Lee will be upset as well because with you not being on Twitch tonight. So you can't hit, see him hitting things with spades. Ah, uh, you just wait till Thursday. All right. So the Thursday action, is, is that where it's going to be? It's going to be the Dirty Boys reunion on Thursday. Right, okay. That mm. sounds interesting. I'll probably be busy, so hopefully I'll catch that for something. But yes, so we thought we'd get this one out tonight just because of the... Ending of the show was that was yesterday in the UK, which which was Sunday night in America. Mm-hmm. So trying to stay current, trying to stay relevant, shall we say, instead of doing like we did for the Mandalorian, do a review on the Mandalorian six months after it was out, which <laughs> kind of didn't really work as well. So yes, we are going to be talking about the Last of Us, and Grant, you did say earlier in the chat you wanted to do the disclaimer. Are you ready for the disclaimer or? I'm not sure if I can remember it, mate. Every time Sammy says that, she gets to the word where she says coming for us, and I just go, and I mm. can't remember the rest. <laughs> That's fine. I've, she's actually sent us it, so I'll try and do you justice, because this is what Sammy said on the BBC. She was awfully proud of it. I'm trying to read her writing as well, so I might have to put my specs on, so I'll be all professional and be able to read stuff. Look, old man, talk about old prime man Logan. Yes, in the prime. So everything discussed in tonight's episode are our opinions and our opinions alone. Hmm. Uh, if if you want to discuss any topic from tonight's episode, please come join us on our Facebook group where we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us or come for Ooh. us move yeah, uh, and tell us our opinions are wrong. You're wrong, you cunts. Uh, uh, we can agree to disagree in fandoms. Let's keep it fun. Keep it kind. Keep the toxicity behavior out of nerdism. Oh. <laughs> ten yes. out of ten. ten. Very Shatner with those pauses, mate. <laughs> that was the dedication. Well, he said he's going to die soon, so we might as well do a dedication episode to, to the Shatner. Um, 
That was quite and a depressing I... thing with, that was in the news. It's like, I'm going to die soon. <laughs> thanks, thanks, William. Can I can I do something now, Paul? Of course you can. How are you doing, guys? Oh, oh I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll leave that um, to the Sundays. Uh, and to be honest, since last Sunday, I've watched football. All I did was sleep yesterday. So, <laughs> so yes. Um, so, did you enjoy the show? <laughs> what show? Oh, The Last of Us. That's The Last oh, yeah, of Us, yeah. the one that we're going to talk about this evening, yes. <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason. So yes, um, I know we've done an episode already where we've done the first three episodes review. We were planning on doing it every three episodes, but time happened and we did get incredibly busy. So trying to keep up with it did become quite difficult, shall we say. So now um, with six episodes on, I know Grant wasn't on that episode so I would love to get his review, his thoughts, shall we say, at the beginning, at the start. How did you feel it went there? How did you feel that we got the story? Um, having known nothing about the story up until the <laughs> point that I watched this, because I, I was aware of the fact that it was a game. I was aware of the fact that I should like it, but I don't like PlayStation controllers. So <laughs> I've never played it. And I was fortunate enough that the game wasn't spoiled for me. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. know the concept behind it other than the fact that it was supposed to be quite upsetting. And I've been blown away Mm -hmm. by what I've seen Um, from a purely TV and cinematic standpoint with no bias coming from the games. I think this is an absolute work of art. No, 100% agree. Visually, I don't think there's many things that can compete or come close to what we've had um, especially early on, shall we say. I know, um, like I say, we'll get into the later episodes and stuff, and there has been some amazing views later on as well. But I think at the beginning, the show shone brighter than most things. It, it was it was almost like it was proud of itself, if that makes sense. It was sticking out its chest and look, saying, this is what we're going to be producing. This is how it's going to be viewed. Um try and take a knock at us because there was a lot of people waiting for this show to fail. And I think with the online communities and, and as you said, the fan base that it has with the game as well, people were waiting with bated breath saying we want not the probably not that they wanted it to fail. They were expecting saying like they almost got like in gleefully thinking this is going to go wrong. This is not going to be my game. Um, like, gatekeeping in a way already before the game the even show came out, which um I haven't seen probably since the last zombie um uh, like say show that we got, which was The Walking Dead. But in, instead of a game nerds, it was comic book nerds. They were saying this is I was this nobody else can share this and or waiting for it like not to hit the highs like of the game. But on the whole I think this didn't surpass, but lived up to the expectation for me. I think at the beginning, the first episode surpassed anything that I had. But going forward, that there was a few things that, like say, are not issues, but things I'll probably... If I was me, if I... Not saying I, would, I could make anything better or, or change anything, there's probably things I would would have done differently or like wanted more from it, if that makes sense. But the beginning, the start, like the first episodes, the first three episodes, shall we say, was some of the best TV I've seen probably in the next last last ten years. Mm. Yeah, 
agree. Absolutely 100%. agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the thing with the apprehension about the gaming community mostly comes from the fact, you know, comic book nerds, if you will, getting um, het up about a comic book adaptation, they've got good and bad to pick from. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot, been a lot of attempts at computer game adaptations over the years, and mm-hmm. there's been a lot of them that got it very, very, very wrong. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of get the the fear, if you will, of seeing a billion dollar failure on something mm-hmm. that's as beautiful as the game as it claimed to be. Um, but I don't know. I think the apprehension maybe came from the right place. Mm-hmm. You know, it obviously evolved into some pretty shitty gatekeeping. But when it initially started, it was like, oh my god, they're going to street fight at this. <laughs> and Jake's but that, that, but that's right because the, the early rumors was this was going to be a movie. It was never going to like. I, I don't think it was ever going to be penned as a TV show when it was first talked about. And this game has been around for quite a number of years as well, so it's passed a few hands and it's been like rumored or um, in like say script hell, like in a lot of different places. So it was almost like we were never going to get this type show. But then HBO come out with its big wallet and said, "Let's let's basically make the fuck out of this." And one thing I will give credit for, and all the way through, every single part in this, the casting was on point. Mm-hmm. And there's elements to it, and there's things that we probably will uh, enjoy, or, and surprises that we enjoyed that I wasn't expecting. Like the the young girl, Bella Ramsey, is that? That's her name. Bella Ramsey. Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people were a little bit apprehensive to, for her at the start, and even I think we just discussed it as well. It's like the dark side that that she saw in her, or like say that L didn't have in the in in the game. It was like that little bit of like menacing, like what's going to happen with her, where she's going to go, type thing, and that kept you a little bit of intrigued. Now, as you go through, you find out like the story and like the background and stuff, and certain things makes more sense, but. I I can't think of a, a character in the whole show from episodes one and nine that was either wasted or wrongly cast, which mm. for a show like this, it could have went horribly wrong. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I, as you know from the, the our first, well, I suppose, recap of the first three episodes, I deliberately didn't see any trailers i i had zero expectations mm-hmm. of the last of us um i think more than anyone i've seen gatekeeping a lot when it comes to um tv shows you know being a trekkie when a new star mm-hmm. trek's announced people are like oh it's already ruined and like pen mm-hmm. and paper hasn't even started yet like it's yeah. literally we have an idea and they're saying it's already ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, video game adaptations has, has sort of gone the same way where it's like, this is going to be a movie. This is Bioshock. And they're like, oh, it's going to be ruined. It's going to be ruined. <laughs> and it's like, you've not actually seen one mm-hmm. uh, frame yet yeah. of, of this. So I I took myself out of it and I was like, well, if it's good, if it's good, if it's mm-hmm. bad, it's bad. No harm. We've got a brilliant game 10 years ago. Hey, ho. Mm-hmm. So I was pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. uh, how good it was we've had some absolute corker episodes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall i'm happy with it mm-hmm. um, even if they weren't going to do a second season i would say as a self-contained first season this mm-hmm. is 
probably one of the best video game adaptations in movie and TV ever yeah. made mm-hmm. because it was done so clearly with passion, with love, mm-hmm. and with a view of this is what happened in the game. Yes, we will change stuff, but we will change stuff so subtly that it actually benefits the story instead of taking it away like Bill and Frank and, and, and other stuff. Exactly. Yeah. That it, it it benefits the TV version of it. So it doesn't, you know, you, you don't go back to the game and say, oh, well, the game's shit now because it doesn't have this. You're like, you can appreciate the game for what it is and you can also appreciate the show for what that is. Yeah. Not 100%. Things, like, say, not to criticise, I'd rather get these out the way early because, as you pointed out, there was things that, to me, worked for the show and there's things that probably weren't against, worked against the show. If I'm going to be honest, I do think this show is the perfect binge-watch show. Yeah. I think if you sat down and watched, say, half this half that season in one day and watched the half the season the next day, or even, like, say, within a few days the floor for the show would feel a bit better. And again, this is probably just down to like um, what we get now with being a bit greedy and uh, with um, like say access to streaming and different shows, the weekly one episode format didn't quite work as well with this as it has worked with other shows where like one division, for example, you were waiting to watch an episode, then you were gagging for the next episode in the week and thinking, and it left you thinking what's going to happen with us, except from Grant, with him not playing the game, with us kind of knowing the story or knowing where like the plot lines were going to go, if you didn't know like, if what changes were going to make, you were kind of like not like losing that anticipation. You were like getting that frustration more than anything else. Saying, "I just want to 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 experience this," and I think that's one of the things that kind of hurt this show towards the end because the hype at the start was amazing and. Normally, when it's a season finale, you've got everyone talking about it online. And I'll be honest, even in the Nerdy Up North group, <clears throat> there wasn't many people mentioning the season finale for it. Mm-hmm. There's a few people talking about, like, and I think the pacing of the show kind of hurt a bit. And I don't know about you, Grant, because with you being, like, say, not a fan of the game, did you feel similar or did you get that feeling from the show or was it still same beats? Yeah, as without the expectation of mm-hmm. what I'd already, already experienced in the game, I would say that the episodic format did actually work for me, at least. Mm-hmm. I've been very, very excited to come home and watch this, mm-hmm. um, but been very, very aware of the fact that there's a huge amount of people that aren't watching it so they can binge it. Mm-hmm, so yeah. there hasn't really been any conversations happening in my private life or anything like that with regards to, you know, like speaking to you guys or speaking to other friends or people at work. Um I did think that from maybe about episode five to about eight, it mm-hmm. it felt like it, not that it stuttered, but just mm-hmm. I get what you mean about the pace in there. I thought mm-hmm. the early yeah. flowed very, very well. And then it just kind of, it, it, I wouldn't even go so far as to say that it started to trip over itself or mm-hmm. get like a little bit confused or anything. Just something didn't quite go. Mm-hmm. But a nine, 10 episode season is probably not what I'm used to either mm-hmm. in relation to stuff that I binge watch. I'm normally used to watching like a mid-season finale mm-hmm. at around episode eight. You know, shorter seasons don't really work for me. Um, yeah. You know, we're talking about The Walking Dead there before, all mm-hmm. of their early seasons are 16, 18 episodes, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, like you say, we've, you guys have talked about the start on the first episode. No, you're right about the first three episodes. The first three episodes are absolutely breathtaking. Mm-hmm. And then I wouldn't, I don't, I don't like the term filler. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I think filler has a very, very important purpose in building the depth of what's happened around us. And mm-hmm. I just don't think it quite built as much depth as I wanted it to. Yeah. I could see what it was doing. I could see that it was trying to show me kind of broader things and kind mm-hmm. of, you know, it's not really doing anything for the long-term storyline. It's just that certain atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe I don't want to sound like one of them, but maybe a few more uh, mushroom monsters might mm-hmm. have helped. Um, that's been that's been mentioned quite a lot uh, since uh, the finale aired. Uh, the the lack of infected uh, mm-hmm. this season. I do. I like the fact that they haven't overkilled it. One of my mm-hmm. big criticisms about stuff like The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones and that kind of thing, I think the fan base imploded in on themselves in those shows. You know, Game of Thrones had just resorted to, I want the dragons, I want the dragons, I want the dragons, I want the dragons, and I think they rushed out fucking dragons. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for the way that they've ended The Walking Dead. I'd, I'd like to see them use it sparingly. Mm-hmm. Um I did what I was saying there sounded almost like criticism, and I started this by saying it was a work of art. I think mm-hmm. there's great uh um foresight into what the where they're gonna take it in relation to how they've paced this first episode they this first season rather they they know they're gonna do three four seasons of this maybe I don't know where it that finishes in relation to the games I yeah. don't know if that end point is the end of the first game or whether it's fucking two hours into mm-hmm. a 14 hour epic you know what I mean so I've got faith yeah, I think from, the education to back it up. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I think when we discussed at the um, like, say, like in the first, uh, like when we first reviewed the first things, I think we all agreed, um, at that time that we could probably see around two or three seasons, like for this, if they want to keep like true as they keep saying they're going to be true to, like, say the storyboards and stuff like that. If they're going to tell the story the way they have now, I can see that happening, because. It's interesting you see, like, I know not slating it or criticizing it, but with the, the, the key thing is like foreshadowing and, um, world building. I, I think Goodwill said that the other day, the world building in the early episodes were breathtakingly done well. Like, even like the start where you got that little minute, like, minute or two conversation where they told you about stuff, what happened before they infected or, yeah. uh, and thing. That little elements like the world building, like creating these type of like feelings, and where like you're getting like the expansiveness for it, it was like great. But then afterwards, it might have been by intentional. It felt very claustrophobic when it come to the later episodes. <clears throat> I know it's trying to build the relationship with Ellie and Joel and try and get that stronger aspect. So that might have been what they were going for. But for me, nine episodes. I was excited because it was going to be a short season because it said, right, it's going to be quite interesting, quite impactful. But I probably felt we could have done with probably two or three episodes more. And I'll explain the reasons why I'm saying this. We got a two-part episode in the middle when Joel and Ellie were in the city and like say, that's when we got the big monster and like say, when they were showing what it likes in that town. They probably could have got that episode in one let's be honest, because it was the two. The episodes where we needed two partners was the one where 
Al McDavid because in in the game he is one of the most vicious and horrifying characters that I was really excited to see brought to life because that like say town and I think they did it really well but I think if you've done it over a two-parter episode or even been a little bit braver and done that as the season finale and mm-hmm. they moved on to the last episode like the next season that would have been really like quite impactful for me and quite powerful Instead, it just felt like another episode, like a, like an almost a killer of the week type thing, where mm. it could have been like it was good and like everything about it was intense and what it needed to be, but we need like Joel should have been under more and like say like L should have been like panicking saying like all oh, the starvation aspect would have been quite interesting to see. And there would have been building more of that relationship with Ellen Joel, because by the last episode, you've got that father-son, father-daughter relationship that that Ellen Joel did have, like by the story-wise. But probably there was about because the time jumps to me it missed out so much of that building that, like, like even little hints, like Joel teaching. I know we probably get it in the next scene. Joel teaching El to shoot with a bow and arrow. Or uh, like saying setting up snares, like teaching her these things that he did in the game, or and little suspense things like sneaking past, um, like say clickers or sneaking past infected, where they don't have to even engage with them, just to say, okay, there's these over here. We need to go around and like it's just I, I and I love the word term you used, world building. That world building would have given it so much more depth. And I'm not saying we've got anything bad. It just felt a little bit rushed to me where it was like, and I loved, uh, I know we'll talk about the last episode uh, later on, but to me, that was the only negative I can take away is that I wanted more, but if they give us a little, like normally if they give us more and you think, oh, they've given us too much, I don't think that would have been the case with this one. I think I, I agree. Um, in a way that I think it should have been 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. But 10 episodes with the runtime of of some of the episodes increased a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the first uh, two episodes, or three episodes, if you will, of the world building where we got to see the world before the outbreak and what was happening, especially Jakarta, mm-hmm. that, that cold opening in Jakarta where... You know, this is the source of the outbreak. This is where the cordyceps have mutated in a grain factory where grain is exported all over the world. You know, one person's gone missing. And it was so beautifully done where she's like, you know, how how do we cure this? It must be a vaccine. And she's like, I've trained and blah, 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 and there is no vaccine. What can we do? Bomb, bomb everything. And then that was it. Like, that, you know, we, we got a bit with Bill and Frank and we got a bit of exposition here and there with Joel. But mm-hmm. I think if... If they just put a couple more of them to mm. show that it wasn't just America, it wasn't just a, this was the entire world, and just how quickly it spread, mm-hmm. I think it, it it would have been brilliant to create this this universe mm-hmm. and and just just show how quickly and how devastating mm-hmm. this 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 mutation was. Because it, it was built up on the very first episode of the ABC interview in the 60s. And it's like, you know, mm. if they do this, that's it. That's the end. There's nothing we can do. And just to show maybe a little bit more of that desperation, like show 
uh, cities being bombed out of desperation to stop it. Sure, every part, like certain parts of the world, struggling with it and being overwhelmed, and just build mm-hmm. on that. But there was also, um, in in terms of the games throughout your journey in the game, obviously there's little dialogue options throughout. So when Ellie sees something, you press triangle, and she's like, "What's this? It's like a PlayStation?" Mm-hmm. You know, and, and obviously the game is. 2013 that's set not 2003 mm-hmm. but she's like oh do people used to play this yes and it was just we needed those i think tiny little things because yes ellie is is streetwise shall mm-hmm. we say but she's never experienced the world outside of the confines of the qz mm-hmm. she's yes she's played and she you know she was in the mall and stuff like that we got a little bit in the in the mall episode mm-hmm. the, the yeah. left behind dlc mm-hmm. but i think just like you said, building that relationship with Joel and Ellie and just him teaching her about other things in the world. Mm-hmm. And we got so few of it. Like I love the bit where the 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 riding from Wyoming and she's mm-hmm. he's like, Oh, I was a contractor before the, the apocalypse. And she was like, Oh, and he explained what he did. She was like, Oh, so you're heroes. He was like, Yeah, I was a hero. Hell yeah. <laughs> like she didn't know any different. She didn't know what a contractor was. So he was like, Yeah, all right, then I'm a fucking hero too, right? Mm-hmm. Um but it was those tiny little things that I think just would have helped flesh out this world because I think The Last of Us, it's a, it's a well, I'm not going to say wonderful, but it's a universe that people would want to know a lot more of. Mm-hmm. Like you want to know, okay, so there was this outbreak. Yes, Joel explained it briefly. No one really mm-hmm. knows. But mm-hmm. why can't the audience know? Do you know what I mean? Like we've already found a little bit in Jakarta. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more. And they might do it in season two, but I yeah. feel that the first half of the season, it was really done well. And then the second half was a bit rushed. And like you said, with the David episode, that mm-hmm. did feel like a killer of the week. And David was such a terrifying character in the game. Mm-hmm. And the the undertones that were high, like sort of hinted to in the game were mm-hmm. more clearer in the episode and i think if that was a two-parter hell yeah absolutely because he was a character that deserved to be exhibited for how monstrous he actually was yeah Mm. no definitely and and like i say with um different things hinted to and it's almost like teasing you at the same time where it almost, I don't know, again, I've not looked into it too much, probably as I should have before, but like I said, we've been working, bless us. Um, it almost felt there was different, like like the different parts, like the the first three episodes was done, made by a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. The middle three episodes was then, or the middle t- the, the middle two was made by, like uh, like that two-parter, that was made by a certain group of people. Then everything that came afterwards was so it, it, it felt. I know you'll have different directors and people working on, but this was the first TV show that felt the, like the tones in different places was completely different. Mm. It was like the first thing is like concentrating on building this world, building this like kind of environment, and building that you care about this world, not just about the characters, but about the world that that's basically went to shit. Um, then it was basically. The action episodes, so it was like right. We're finished after the um, like the, the Bill and Frank, um, the Bill and Frank episode. We need to do something impactful. So then it was like the action episodes, which we did predict we were going to get, and we did get it. Yeah. And then afterwards, it was like almost like right. We've got 
uh, these things that we need to do. So we need to get, we know where we need to get to, but we don't know like the other things. And we put these things in place to try and get there. So not as slated or like, because it feels like I'm slagging off the show because I did really enjoy it and I was excited to see it every week. But there was elements I was like thinking, right, why I don't like, I can understand why you've done this part, but I don't understand like say these elements as a whole. If you watch it all the way through, and uh, to be fair, it's probably going to be like a, the Snyder Cut. It, it would be like a brilliant movie type thing. <laughs> but yeah. um, it just felt like in pieces it could have been done by different people. Cause, and, and I think that that was probably with the time jumps as well because the time jumps was never really explained as well. And when Joel got, I met his brother, I've lost his, I forgot his name now. Um, Tommy. Tommy. That should have been meant more and it should have been bigger and it, I wanted to see. I know we're probably we're gonna. Well, I know we're gonna get more Tommy, hmm. but the the whole sole reason was to find Tommy, and then it was so easy for him to let Tommy go and yeah. go. This is my new mission. But you kind of like think, oh, with the time jump, you lost why it meant so much to him. So if you kept like say like some little bits, like not to use the word that grand but filler bits, because filler bits, as Graham said, is very important for a show like this. It's to help improve, build, and then take from it as well. Because some people are like it, some people won't. But that, again, it builds your understanding and you know why. So if someone picked up, like, The Last of Us, I'm not saying you should, but halfway through, you wouldn't understand why these elements will be, where if you had little extras in, it could... I know it's sometimes doing too much or writing, or we complain about people treating the audience like idiots. This didn't do that. I'll give it its due. It did not treat us like we were stupid. But for the lack of the better thing, the, the story would have been so much more impactful. Like we would be talking about this as one of the greatest TV shows since The Sopranos if they had these like tones and textures. That, um, that's my personal opinion. But, um, But I think it's kind of like... I know they can't do every episode like it, but like the Bill and Frank episodes where it was like, that was the peak. That was the, like, the, they went, we're not going to do better than this. So we're not going to try to do better. We're going to try and do something different. So that's almost like how it felt for me. So everyone's in su- stunned silence there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, know. Yeah, it, it, it's, yeah, I, I, I totally get what you mean um there was there was a bit we we talked about this um uh a few weeks ago about pacing mm-hmm. and how the pacing felt a bit off in certain episodes mm-hmm. um and i know i know we'll talk about the last episode but i think i liked the last episode but i think it could have been longer mm-hmm. um because again certain things that were in the games that i was looking forward to seeing word there mm-hmm. um and i think because when i loaded it up on now tv and i looked at it i was like 42 minutes mm-hmm. really and I, I immediately i was disappointed because i was like it's only 42 minutes mm-hmm. why do you know what i mean i thought it's the episode finale at least take it to an hour because the fans will be wanting you know to see the the epic conclusion like they saw um in the game mm-hmm. and i and i just thought why why is this and and I went through the the list of it, and you know it was like 
50 minutes, 55, 57, 52, 42 minutes. And I was like, this is the episode, fin- like, this is the season finale. Why is mm-hmm. it so uh, short? But going back to, like, what you said about Bill and Frank, that was the highlight episode mm-hmm. of this season for me. And strangely, the one that has Joel and Ellie in the least. <laughs> So it's sort of like, we like these characters. We like Pedro Pascal as Joel. We like Bella Ramsey as as Ellie. Mm -hmm. But these two were so much more, Mm -hmm. you know, better because of the way it was done. And yeah, I could sort of see where they knew this was the the pinnacle. And after that, the hype Mm -hmm. sort of started to peter down, Mm -hmm. which is sad in a way because... You could see that, yes, there was there was moments, obviously, in the game, the David stuff, that you wanted to see in greater detail. You wanted it fleshed out. You wanted to see these monsters. You wanted to see Kansas City and, and stuff like that. And it's just... It, it we, just... Ne- we never got Bella Ramsey or Elle on a raft. No one was no. pushing her about on a raft. What the fuck? <laughs> no. And it, it just, it, it felt like, yes, obviously, if you had everything in the game, mm-hmm. you would have a 60 episode season. Yeah. Because there was so much. So, yes, you have to cut stuff, but I feel that it, it, the, the fat was trimmed a little too much in some places and then kept mm-hmm. in others, which just felt like, well, okay, why there, but mm-hmm. not here. And, yeah. you know, a lot of that for me was in the final episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, overall, like I said, overall, I, I love this. I think it was mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant. The, it was brilliantly executed. I think only HBO could have pulled off The Last of Us. Any other network, any other company would not have been able to do it the way HBO did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just, it, it after Bill and Frank, the pacing just felt rushed more mm-hmm. than anything. Um, and it was just like, okay, we've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And it was just, it was over too quickly for me. And I think if we had one more Story episode, of my sex life there. <laughs> uh, you said it. If we had one more episode, and even if it was just a two-parter with David, and then the, the final episode was an hour long, mm-hmm. I'd have been a lot happier with it. Yeah. I think, like, see, I know it, it, we don't, it, it sounds weird because we love this show and it's it, we're not being overcritical. We're just sounding out like how it like made us feel and like what mm. elements to it. But I really want to talk about like some of the like things that absolutely blew me away in the whole series as well. Like from the get go, as Grant said, visually, I've never seen a TV show look as stunning as this. Mm. Um, like it, it, it was right out the comic, uh, out of the game at times, but done to the tenth degree that it looked mesmerizing. Other elements as well that I loved was the fact that we went back to old practical effects for a yes. lot of the stuff and a lot of the monsters, and they could have made these creatures like CGI, like blubber balls and stuff. Especially when we got the bloater episode, because. We were rumored that we were going to get different types of like infected and different viewpoints of them, but I didn't think that we would get a bloater. To be honest, I thought that would have been something that would have been left or done no. differently. But they would have had to. That they had to. 
Mm -hmm. They had to because you you had more or less all of them from the first game. You needed a blow. I thought it would have been sooner, mm -hmm. but that that bloater man, that suit, half a million dollars that suit. Yes, and that that was like say one of the highlights as well. Seeing that suit, seeing that element as well. I don't know, like say I know uh, Grant with you not being like a familiar of the game and stuff. Like, how did the like the looks and like the feels of these creatures like resonate with you? I, I thought it was absolutely breathtaking. Um, I think the way that they've <clears throat> kind of implemented the fungus into things was it was jaw dropping. The the bloater, I take it, that's that big motherfucking thing that calls yeah. out the ground after the thing goes, uh, the <laughs> car goes through the front of that house. Yeah. Um, it, a truly spectacular reveal. Mm -hmm. um, of, I'm not even sure if this is going to be the big bad. You know what I mean? I'm assuming that in the grand scheme of things, this is probably about a, a mid-level enemy. Um, yeah, in the, in the game, it was um, it was the boss on the Frank level. <laughs> it was when you yeah. met first met Frank, <laughs> and not yeah. Bill. Sorry, uh, yeah. Right, so I, it's a boss, but it's an early game boss. You know what I mean. Yeah. So I'm, for them to reveal that, and knowing the way that computer games flow, I was kind mm -hmm. of like, okay, that's awesome. But then also thinking, what the fuck am I going <laughs> to see by the end of season three? Um, <clears throat> I, I completely agree about the practical effects as well. Um, I haven't looked too deeply into it to know what was practical and what was CGI, but I've seen a mm -hmm. lot of the behind the scenes um photos that they did and that kind of stuff and that it's Tom Savini to the nth degree. Um yeah. you know, again we're talk we're supposed to be going into the later episodes, but the one um with the the clickers, mm -hmm. are they? Um yeah. I thought that yes. was some of the best kind of horror and well suspense horror that mm -hmm. I've seen on TV full stop. Um yeah. it it you're sitting there and you're holding your bloody breath. In mm -hmm. those kind of moments, and it takes a special kind of director and editor, and mm -hmm. you know, obviously the entire crew to make it feel like that, and they they pulled it off perfectly. Mm -hmm. I loved, um, yeah, the, I, I'm loving the TV uh, and to a lesser extent film. I'm going back to more practical effects because when it comes to obviously, I'm not that you know well thinged in horror, but. When it comes to stuff like this, the more practical, the better, because it makes it more terrifying because the actor or the actress is reacting to mm -hmm. what, you know, what she is seeing and what we are seeing at the same time. It's not just a stick. It's not just a puppet. They see something so visceral and they are able to react to it more naturally. And the clickers were outstanding. Yes, the bloater was brilliant. The clickers were outstanding. The mm -hmm. way those people moved yeah. was spot on from the game. Absolutely spot on. And it you know, you can tell Neil Druckmann is, is sat there and said, they moved because of this. Mm -hmm. You need to desensitize this and listen, and that's it. And you mm -hmm. need to react like you react. And it was just, it was so brilliantly done. What the, the CGI bit that I, and I mentioned this in the last one, that I found terrifying was the tendrils coming out of the mouth. And yeah. I think that was so well done. Like in the first 
episode, you see it. I think in the first episode, you see it a lot more than any other episode apart from mm-hmm. the, the test scene. But it was so well done. It was so subtle. And mm. it's like, oh, God, that is just to have something like that just reaching into your mouth and infecting you in such a way that mm. it was so terrifying to think about. But it was so subtly done. The, the bit as well, like, because the bloater wasn't the highlight for me on that episode when the bloater was emerged. Because, like I say, it was amazing. Mm. But the thing that I did find was absolutely quite horrifying was the little girl that was going oh. into the car. And she almost oh, did like a, a kind of like a, an exorcist um, type of spider walk. And oh, she, was like she contorted of, herself over uh, the seat. Seats, oh. Yeah. Like, say, the elements to that and just like, say, the reactions to it. Uh, it's using these type of elements, as, as Grant said, horror tropes or horror scares in a TV show that is not what we say a quintessential horror. I know, mm. like, say, it is a horror TV show or horror. It's a survival game more than anything else. But to see these type of elements and you kind of cheer as well when we get like certain bad guys or, or certain people that do die and stuff like that. That like the, the last that was out of um two and uh, two and a half men and uh, she was in that film with Leonardo DiCaprio where the comets tip coming down to like look up. Uh, I've forgotten her name now. The the brown haired girl who was basically took over the zone and basically was saying uh, Oh Kath- of- Kathleen. Kathleen, uh, she wasn't getting, and, yeah, and she, but like her, like that's the thing to give her the due, and like say she got a great, like like you felt like she had a presence, and as you said, she got a two part episode, so it, it it gave you that more, and, and I think that was Im- impactful as well when uh, Elle's friend, I can't remember his name now, my brains just fried, the little uh, the little kid who wore the superhero mask who was deaf, and oh yeah, he was brilliant. And having that aspect where, like, say it's giving people, um, like a chance to be seen and, like, have representation as well. That was, like, say, breathtaking as well to see that in, like, this and having the balls to go up balls to the wall with some of the decisions as well. I know they would have been up in arms if they didn't make the decisions or make, or if they changed elements where they had them live because we know what happens in the game. Um, so we were kind of expecting certain X, I think, but the TV games and movies have certain rules that they always try and stick by. This kind of broke them because it kind of made you like fall in love with characters and then go, right, we're going to take them away. It almost had like a Game of Thrones element where you weren't, if you hadn't read the books, you weren't sure who was going to make it out episode because you thought, this person here, he's a he's a Sean Bean. He's going to be a mainstay all the way through, but mm. no, he's getting his head chopped off and gone. Um, and they did that throughout the show. But as as you said, the way as I would have like again, not to go back to Slayton, but it felt like we had a two season show crammed into like nine episodes. So with the different elements, because you could have said we could have had a season end here. We could have had season end here, like I said. But again, it's brave of the show to make these decisions because it's not about being greedy at the same time. So it's kind of like knowing what you've got and saying, right, we can expand it or we could do like a Walking Dead and have 11 seasons where people are, rightly or wrongly, slating it, saying it's gone on too long, it's it's beating a dead horse. Now, is it going to be the Ricky Gervais effect with The Office saying, we've only got so many, we want more? 
that that's probably going to be like the the discussion between nerd nerdism for the next few years is like when this show ends, we we're going to be saying, did we get enough, or like did we get the full everything that we wanted? If that makes sense, I think as we as we just as we previously discussed, this is going to be two or three seasons, mm-hmm. and I think the season two and three will probably be the second game split up. Mm-hmm. Because the second game was obviously bigger, mm-hmm. um, I think for for Sony, it's it's sort of set an extremely high bar for other companies that they've sold the rights to make TV shows for. So mm-hmm. I've heard of a lot of talk of obviously the God of War series on Amazon, mm-hmm. and people have said, "Look, Sony, HBO have done this with The Last of Us." God of War needs to meet or exceed that mm-hmm. because if it's even slightly below, it'll be a cons- it'll be considered a failure. And this is they've sort of made a rod for their own back now because they're like, we've got this AAA title that we've made into a successful TV series. We've also got this other AAA title, and it's like if you don't match that, mm-hmm. then you, you're in trouble because these studios now will be looking at that and going, right, well, what other games can we can we make? And Naughty mm-hmm. Dog's got Naughty Dog's got a catalogue, but let's be mm-hmm. honest, they won't do Uncharted because they've had a movie. Yeah, and even if they did, it would have to be a ground up. Mm-hmm. It won't be like The Last of Us; it would be a ground up reimagining or a remake or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how they would even do that. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 very difficult. I think Neil Druckmann is very clever and basically said we are sticking to the second game, whether you like it or not, whether or not he does it as two or three seasons, things to be expected, but I don't think they're going to do a walking dead. I absolutely don't think that it will be Mm self-contained. And he'd be like, if we, I mean, let's be honest, if we have three seasons of an excellent show like this, everyone would be happy. Yeah. No, no, I'm not disputing that. That's the thing. It's just, as you said, with certain things, we're, we're so spoiled, shall we say, like, we are in the generation now when it comes to content where we are spoiled. We've got so much stuff out there that we can't even watch it all at, at once. Like, like this is probably the golden age of TV or, or, or for, shall we say, content-wise, because it's not just TV. There's streaming, there's movies, there's every single asset of content that anyone can consume, you can get. And it's very saturated, isn't it? Yes. Okay. So it's yeah. again, I don't want to be that that person that discusses. Oh, we I want more and stuff like this. I know what we got, and it's always going to be um, like I say a bit. It it's epic, and I, the only thing is, I, I, after the like season finale last night, I'm not going to lie, I did feel a bit flat, but I think that's because of how the game ended as well. Because after the game ended, you felt a bit flat. Because you'd been through this roller coaster and this epic thing, and it was kind of like not, not like say the the kind of like the explosion or the excitement you get when something ends, like oh and think oh what's going to happen next. It was kind of like wow, like say the, the they went through with what they promised and that actually stayed true. So it wasn't like a flat bad feeling if, if that makes sense. It was kind of like that realization that we got what we got. Yeah, it's in terms of in terms of sticking to the games, 
it's I mean, let's let's be honest, in terms of sticking to the games, they've pretty much nailed it. Mm-hmm. Whilst making subtle changes, they mm-hmm. have nailed it. But I think the ending, much like the game, it's that quote, isn't it? This is how the world ends, not yeah. with a bang, but with a whimper. Mm-hmm. And it's oh. like mm-hmm. sorry, go on. No, I was gonna say all a lie. <laughs> all a lie, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I mean, props props to Bella Ramsey for 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 that scene mm-hmm. because you knew, like, just from the eyes, mm-hmm. much like Ellie in the game, you knew she he knows she knows he's bullshit. Yeah, but she's choosing to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th- that ending, I'm I'm happy with that ending. Just her saying, "Okay, I was happy with that." It just could yeah. have been like the whole episode could have been longer. But it's that's that's what the game was. It the, the game is not. Mm-hmm. Building to a massive crescendo. It's not doing anything. It's just so, this is their yeah. real life. Yes. So taking away from the game aspect, because like I say, I really want to get Grant's opinion on it as well. How did you feel like like with the ending, like with you not being like a, like knowing what was going to happen or knowing the film? So if you take it back for say the last two episodes, the David episode mm-hmm. and the finale, like how was that for you? What what was your like feelings through that? Well, knowing that there's two things that the writers need to be very aware of, it's it's difficult to not be biased by the fact that I'm aware that there's a long term storing long term storytelling element to this. You know, they've still got more material that they need to cover. Mm. Um, so, purely from a cinematic perspective. That short last episode, I actually really liked the concept mm-hmm. behind mm-hmm. it. I liked the fact that they didn't go, oh, we're going to have a blowout and we're going to throw everything at you. It was almost like it, it's just going to be another normal episode. It's the end of the story. It's mm-hmm. nine parts of, you know, ninth part of nine. Um, mm-hmm. That last, especially the last episode, David, David's the, um, is he the cannibal guy? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I um I've very much enjoyed that. Um, but they need to obviously be very aware of the fact, and you've talked about not expanding the universe and that kind of thing, that they don't want to overwrite it yeah. and destroy the experience for you two. You know yeah. what I mean? They've got to get a very, very fine balance with what they're doing with this. Um, we've talked about world building and fleshing it out. And the bits that it's fleshing out, it's fleshing out for you guys, but it's not fleshing out for somebody that's, watching it from the TV perspective. So I probably would have wanted to see more of the landscape Mm -hmm. um, because I'm assuming that the game gives you a lot of truly breathtaking visual um, from a cityscape and across landscapes and all of that kind of stuff. And yes, we do get it, but we don't get it lingering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Um, Sorry, I'm kind of going back to the the previous point there a little bit because when you guys were talking, I was like, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there was a bit in that last, last episode for me, knowing that all I've heard about the game is that it's absolutely heartbreaking, where I thought he was going to hand Ellie over to the last. Mm-hmm. And that was going to be it. And you lose Ellie out of it. And there's your there's your Game of Thrones moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then Last of Us 2 could potentially have been some kind of redemption arc for Joe having... You know, sacrificed his his daughter twice in the same lifetime. You know what I mean. Um, yeah. So, I'm, like I say, with not being familiar with the source, there was that kind of <sighs> is he 
it kind of it got us up. It did keep me on the edge. It got me up, not like that. <laughs> it did get me on the edge of my seat a little bit, especially with what I'm assuming is um, kind of a, a take on how the the game goes in the game i'm assuming you've got to walk through that um, hospital and shoot it's literally step guys. by step exactly yeah. like shot by shot was literally um the only thing that was different is the feeling because in the in the game it's more desperation joel like yeah. joel's desperate this was um michael douglas from falling down joel it was kind of yeah. like i've got a mission i've had enough of this shit i'm not lo- losing another daughter and literally just going through the like motions of just taking every fucker out that was in the, in his way where the game it's a bit more desperate so he's kind of frantically looking through stuff where this is just like no you're, you're not going to tell me something bang you're dead and I like that and I and I loved um, the look in like Padre, Pad, uh, Padre's uh, I'm sorry, his name, Pad, um, Dole's eyes shall we say in this episode because he got his daughter back and you could see like the love and like care in it and the sheer, when Marlene told him that she's gone, he's not going to get to see her again. You just knew. And it was almost like his eyes went black. And he thought, went numb, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. He's just like, this is my mission. This is how it's going to go down. And nothing is going to stop us. And that that's even like his kind of way when he gets to like the operating theater. Um. Like say in the game, he probably takes a little bit longer to shoot the the doctor. Where in this, it's like move out your way, no bang, fuck off type thing. And that was to me felt more like Joel was in this show because mm. he spent so many long as as they keep telling us throughout the show. Joel has done some bad things. Joel's not a a, a nice guy. We've not seen bad guy Joel in this. We've just seen Joel looking after himself, caring for people that he cares about. But even when he was with um, the the girl at the start, again, I'm terrible with names today. Um, she talks about like their relationship that it's like kind of one sided. That Joel's not got that feeling there. But oh, we Tess. didn't. Sorry, Tess. Yes, yeah, so Tess. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, but. We got the feeling in the, in that, so we like we're saying like where's where's that coming from? Where this Joel is supposed to be this feelingless, just dead inside person, and we didn't get that till that point where you saw this is where Joel has to do something, and you saw, saw it. You went, "This is bad, Joel," and it was really interesting to see. Did you? you... Oh, sorry, mate. Just quickly, it did give that vibe to me. I know you're talking about the desperation element that you got when you play the game. I think maybe that comes from the fact that the gamer is expecting to save Ellie. Mm-hmm. To me, Joel in Joel, sorry, in this scene, it it was almost like he'd given up on actually being able to save Ellie, and it was all about vengeance. Mm-hmm. It was just kill them all. Ellie might be gone. You know the. The interaction before that, um, when he's getting dragged out the hot, taken out the hospital bed, and mm-hmm. what have you, but to me, it was framed more akin to Ellie's gone and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, good. Well, I didn't mean to cut you off there, mate. Um, well, I, I was going to ask you a question about it, Grant. Um, but I, I was just going to go back to what Paul said about the operating. Did you not feel in the David episode where he captured those two people that we saw bad Joel? 
the you know because he he obviously shanked the kneecap. Mm-hmm. He was going to rip the kneecap off, and then he told him what he wanted to do, and then he killed him anyway. Mm-hmm. And then did you, did you not see? Because obviously we we saw it in the first episode where the the trauma set in, um, and he he killed the soldier. He didn't have to kill the soldier, but yeah. the trauma set in, and he he just went blank. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw it briefly in the David episode where he, where he killed those two people. Um, and and I just did did you because obviously you never played the game, Grant. Do you think? what Joel did in the hospital was right? Or do you think he was a bad guy? Definitely what he did was right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm sitting there, not just as somebody that hasn't experienced the game, but somebody that gets very, very immersed in what I watch. You know what I mean? I've, whenever I'm on uh, the podcast, I'm always throwing out this kind of stuff that, gets me on a very, very emotional level. I like stuff that will put a lump in my throat. I like stuff that will get me a little bit angry and that kind of stuff. And just that, to me, all I see is my son. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When you see somebody build the kind of relationship that they've had, even down to the fact that they're bloody walking everywhere, because that's what we (laughs) (laughs) We just walk and talk to each other. Um, So at, at that point, I was... Justifiable rage, yeah. Maybe you know it's, what I mean. It, it, to me, that wasn't bad. That was an act of pure passion. You know what I it mean? Was, it's the age-old discourse because this this discourse has been going for literally ten years now about what Joel did, and it's like he the opportunity to save humanity from potential extinction over saving Ellie and it's like does the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few of the one Mm. and it's like don't go all your Spock logic now (laughs) (laughs) in in his eyes and this is in that scene I think Pedro Pascal played it so well when uh, now I'm forgetting her name when she told him that and I also shout out to them finally confirming although it's in the TV show finally confirming that the the cordyceps immunity is because what's growing in her brain is transmitting the signal to say that the the fungus is already there mm-hmm. and it doesn't need to mutate and, and the, you know transmit mm-hmm. that signal to stop it. So she is infected, but mm-hmm. she's nullified. They never mm-hmm. ever confirm that in the in mm-hmm. the game. They just yeah. said she's immune, but we never knew why. Um, but when when she said to him. You know, she's the cure, they can do this. And then he said, well, it grows in the brain. Mm-hmm. And then obviously he gets winded when he says, mm-hmm. you know, oh, pull the plug, do it now. And just to watch his face mm-hmm. almost like that just change and he just goes numb and he just goes into this one-man army. And I think the way they played it was by by reducing the, the sound levels and t- you know, like making it deaf. Mm-hmm. He is literally in his own right that's it. Do you know what I mean? When something happens hmm. in life and you can't hear anything around you, you just shut down. He shut down and his only goal was to save his daughter because he's already lost Sarah. He's hmm. not going to lose one again. Hmm. And his trauma came full. He just came right to the top of the service. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And I mean, I've never, like I've never been asked myself, like, what 
what did he, you know, what what he did in the hospital? Was it right? Was it wrong? And I'm sort of on the fence with it. I'm like, maybe it was wrong because this is a chance to save humanity. But does humanity deserve to be saved? It's the trolley problem at the end of the day. You know, it's that basic philosophical philosophical question. You know, you're in a trolley car and you can change lanes and hit five people or not change lanes and hit one person. And like, there's never, ever a right answer to it because it's always so subjective. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? What if the one guy's a brain surgeon and the five people are rapists? So, you know, it's, you know, I never actually kind of looked at it from the point of view of taking it right back to the first episode, if that makes sense. Maybe because I haven't binged this. Um, I've been watching odd episodes like, you know, before the finale, I watched uh, the episode before it and what have you, but I haven't been doing Mm -hmm. what I have done with episodic stuff like I I did with Rings of Power. The first episode came out and then I only watched the first episode of Rings of Power for a week until the second episode (laughs) came out. And then I watched the two of them and, you know, and so on and so forth. Um, I don't know. I think that only only maybe fuels my argument that he was right to do so. You know what I mean? After losing his daughter in the first episode, it is just snap, Mm -hmm. shut off, vengeance for continually taking Mm -hmm. the thing that I love most. You know, life is a lie and it's meaningless kind of thing. I think I would have probably done the same. I think it's a very very personal choice to make. I think the only way you could have changed it up and said if it was a right or wrong is if they give Elle a choice. That would have been the only way you could say because then I know at the end she knew and he was kind of protecting her with the lie that we ended her with. But it's kind of like, do you give her the choice to make? Because it's the it's the unthinkable choice. Like again, a lot of people. Like let's be honest, human natures as a whole were selfish bastards. We always think of our self-service and ego is king and stuff like that. But to make the ultimate sacrifice, like we would all like to think we could do it. But when the chips are down, you've got to make that decision. How many many of us could raise our hands and make that decision? I probably wouldn't. I'll 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 hold my hands up. Um, that but I could can either be see me as a coward or see me the thing but I'll be honest about it but there's not many people like say I think there's a lot of people out there that'll criticise or say oh like what's he done type thing none of of us are ever going to be in that situation fingers crossed touch wood but the ultimate decision would be like say very hard to do unless like say you're ever in that situation so it is the impossible question but it is the interesting question to ask as well though that's the thing yeah if my son's the cure you motherfuckers are turning into mushrooms (laughs) anybody that's watching now you're all turning into mushrooms and i'll take that (laughs) it's that argument of parental instinct and parental protection over logic and reasoning um (laughs) Well, it is. It is. It, it, it is. Um, I just like I said. I, I really appreciated them finally explaining how she's immune, mm-hmm. um, and I love. I mean, shout out to Ashley Johnson for being Ellie's mother. That was. I excellent. loved hearing Ellie's voice in the show. That I actually did close excellent. my eyes and went, "Ellie's back." Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And you I know, think even, part of even... how they frame. Oh, sorry, mate. No, go on. No, I think part of how they frame up because you're talking about they say that's how she's immune. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the way that it was portrayed on the screen, it didn't land to me like they knew that for a fact. It was like we're going to cut this girl's brain open and see what happens. Like nobody actually mm. knew whether it was going to work, which I think added to Dove. my kind of empathy for Joe in yeah. that sense. With the, ah, like, oh, I never got that, but I do like even that. Actually, a hundred percent, they're just yeah. going to do it on the off mm-hmm. chance. You know, maybe there's a scientist out there that can get it out of our blood. So let's go and find. That's him. actually a good I, theory because obviously, because they said that the fungus grows in the brain. And it, mm-hmm. it hijacks the brain like any other part. You know, the, the cordyceps in real life attack the brain and then take control of the nervous system. So their logic would be, well, that's where we need to get the, the vaccine. That's where we knew mm-hmm. we need to cut the brain out. So out of sheer desperation, yeah, I can, I, can, I can sort of see that. But when you look at the birth, it's like, okay, so Ellie's uh, – not Ellie. Oh, my God. Ellie's mom is giving birth. And I mean, shout out to Ellie's mum for dropping a baby while shanking someone in the neck. That's the last thing I've ever seen. Yeah. But it's like, okay. So she gives birth, she gets cut or bitten. So how quick would it have got to the brain through the umbilical cord? Because that's yeah. what you have to, because like, she, she, she shanks and then she looks and then she's immediately cutting the cord. What, 30 seconds? But they always say it it goes through the blood, though, but the blood flow can go through. Um, I think they said from your heartbeat can make your blood go through from your, like, to the start, to one end of your body to the other within seconds. So it's, it's really that fast. I made a joke about it on Archer. Um, (laughs) I'm using Archer quotes in science, bitch. Uh, when, when Archer shrinks, shrinks down and they've got to get to, I duct from because instead of being injected in the brain, they get injected in the foot and oh they go God. through in the bloodstream. Oh, so, the, yeah, so yeah. The, within the bloodstream, it can go through like travel through your body within like seconds. So, potentially, the infection can grow that, that quickly as well. But, yeah. um, I just want to talk about as well one of the most beautiful scenes that I've seen in a long time. And Grant nailed it with uh, earlier when he said. With him using actually practical things, you get to see genuine emotion and genuine reactions. Mm. That giraffe scene. Oh, yeah. They couldn't have done it any other way. Mm-hmm. Well, they could. They could have used a robot or like a stuffed animal or CGI, but they used an actual giraffe. Dude, I yeah. did not know that. I yeah, thought that real was giraffe. a fucking CGI giraffe. That's no, no, it was oh, a no. real life giraffe. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the, Imagine the, HBO calling up a zoo. Yeah, we need a giraffe. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so when they were actually feeding giraffes, that was like Bella Ramsey's actually responses when the, like was taken like from her and stuff like that. Absolutely. So they, they showed the clip of it um, like after yesterday. I think yesterday, um, today and stuff like that, of them, uh, her oh, and yeah. Pedro like, stroking the giraffe and stuff. But, yeah, they used an actual real-life fucking giraffe um, and that element. That was just absolutely magical for like TV wise. Now you see again from uh, somebody who's got nothing going on. That whole scene, th- that initial bit was mm-hmm. beautiful. But when they got up yeah. onto the balcony and she was looking out over it, mm-hmm. I thought they were going to. I am legend that shit. 
I just thought right. giraffes running around, that means everything else in the zoo is running around as well. It was like, mm-hmm. are there going to be lions covered in mushrooms? You know, is that, is that going to be the fucking yeah. boss? Um, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. cinematically, it there was still that tension building mm-hmm. there for a viewer. Um, I fucking adored that scene, and I, I, I love it so much more now that it's an actual giraffe. Because mm-hmm. when Wallace was watching it, she was going, oh, and I went, you know, it's CGI. <laughs> it's wrong. I've admitted I was wrong. Yes. <laughs> so you'll have to go back on shore again. Look, it's a real one. Look at that fluffiness. <laughs> like, I want one. And then I'll end up with a bloody giraffe in this house. You've already got a, like, the, like the zoo there, like, growing with the monster dog and everything. <laughs> but yes. Um, so I know they have released a spoiler. Like, say, if you didn't spot her in the scene mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um. I know you won't know this. This name's not going to mean anything to you, Grant, at the moment. But Abby was actually in the last episode, and she is the protagonist in season three, uh, season two. Sorry. Um, so the, one of the young girls and the nurses was actually uh, the, the person who they've cast as Abby in season two. Ah, right. So that was quite an interesting one because that's a big change in the in the ethos of the game. I know they have introduced other characters from uh, the the second game already in the in the show so far. I know, um, like say, they hinted at Elle's girlfriend in the later episodes, in the early episodes when they went to the town. But to have Abby in this early, how do you feel about that good one? I think it's I think it's all right. Mm. I, I think they've it's it it gels better. Yeah. I it think, makes more sense. Yeah, and it makes it makes the uh the events of the the what happened in the second game, it mm-hmm. I think it makes it more poignant. Yep, it's gonna be more impactful, I think, because yeah. of this and and her rage and anger, I know it made sense in the game. I didn't like it, but it made sense. This I'm I, trying not I, to I, say anything. <laughs> I can live with it now, if that makes sense. Now they've done it this yeah. way. Yeah, I think the 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 rage the the second game got. Mm-hmm. I think it's the ex. It was the execution of it that people were upset about. I think this, although they may not change, they may do it better. Mm-hmm. The adaptation, yeah. So, you know, like like we've said, the game, and I mean, I don't know if you know, Grant. Like the the way that the infection spreads in the game, it's all um, spores. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So throughout the game, they have gas masks, and the, the running joke with the first few episodes were like, "Oh, they've changed it to tendrils from sports because they don't want Pedro Pascal wearing another mask in another TV show while escorting a kid." Um, but they said no. You know, it was a, it was a subtle change, but it worked because it, it it was more terrifying, like I mentioned earlier. Um, mm-hmm. And there's been other subtle changes throughout where it's not been. It's not like changed the trajectory of the overall story. It's not changed the tone of it. It's mm-hmm. it's more enhanced it for TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think by doing what they did in the last episode, I think it bodes well for the second season. Mm-hmm. And I know there's going to be that anxiety all the way up to the season two airing and finishing. 
and possibly season, there's going to be that anxiety. Yeah. But by doing what they did there, it sort of mm-hmm. it eases people in a lot more better than how it was portrayed in the in the second game. So, again, let's play Hollywood producer, Hollywood director here. So, with the second season, again, without giving any spoilers to Grant. Oh, I don't fucking care about spoilers, man. I've never cared. Oh, about but there may be other people in it watching mm. that, yeah, haven't really played it. Yeah. How would you do the second season? Would you do it exactly like the game? Or would you do it a slightly different? So, I've got an idea, I think, how... You could do it over three seasons, and how it would, how I would do it, and how I think it would, would work. I, I think right, we're going to be on the same page for this. I think the second series, mm-hmm. so the the, the second season, mm-hmm. would be up to a certain point in the second game. Mm-hmm. After that certain point, season three starts. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the second game plays out, mm-hmm. ends how it ends, and that's it. I'll that be happy that is it. That's that's the way I think they're gonna go. I mm. would do a little bit of a change. So I would end the second season exactly well, kind of at the same point where you, well I think we're discussing. Yes. I know we're being very cryptic here, guys. Sorry, um, but I would split season two. If it's a ten ten season arc, a ten episode mm. arc for this one, not nine, mm. I would split it into five episodes of Joel and Ellie's story to that point. Mm. So then we'll have a mid season finale mm. to, to to get to the point. Then for the second part of that season, I would go back to end of first season, and we have Abby's story up until. They get to the point where uh, where she meets Joel again, shall we say? Mm. So, so you would have two different stories played out in one season, but like so, so Joel and Elle's part would end in season five, then Abby's story would uh, start on season six to season ten. I mean, episode ten, sorry, but mm. come come at a conclusion where they both end at the same time, and then season three be the revenge the like the way the game plays out, I think that would be an interesting take. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. I, I I do like that idea. If it if it's executed well, mm-hmm. which I have every faith that they could do it, if that mm-hmm. is executed well, I will be happy with that. Yeah, and I think you could get a little bit more longevity, and it'll give you because if they just play it out the way they've done this season for like for the first game. There's going to be a lot of people pissed off after season, uh, say episode four. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, mm. but that's that's my view. So, what I, I know, Grant called this the masterpiece. I would probably say it's not far off a masterpiece. It's definitely been one of the best TV shows I've seen probably in the last five or six years. Mm. It, so, I am very excited, and I, I, I'll probably watch it again if you like. Like as because when my wife comes back from Australia, if she ever fucking comes back, um, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we will probably binge watch it again and enjoy it. Uh, like say that way, but um, but yes, I think 
as a whole, it's been a massive success and showed what you can do when you get good games, good writers, and, and, and the right people involved who don't want to do it quickly or make a quick book, yeah. where they take the time and actually pay the respect it dues to the source material. I th- I think Hollywood in in mm-hmm. certain elements is starting to realize that if you mm-hmm. have people involved in the original source material and you also have people who are passionate about that source material making the show mm-hmm. uh, it's exponentially better and I, I always contrast it to the uh the first season of the witcher mm-hmm. where it was Let's be honest, the only true hardcore fan on The Witcher was Henry Cavill. Yeah. Everyone else couldn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been widely documented from people who have worked on there where the people have actively hated the source material, they don't get it, they can't be asked. It's just, let's just get this done for Netflix and move on. And mm-hmm. it's like, you look at that and then you look at... Um, you look at... Uh, Star Trek Picard, you look at The Last of Us, you look at um, other things that have been made by true, true fans. Mm -hmm. And you can tell, the audience is not stupid and the audience can tell when someone is passionate and they are making something that they are passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I think from this, it's, I I wouldn't say it's a masterpiece, it has its flaws, Mm -hmm. but it is really up there for, for some of the best TV I've certainly seen in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, it's, it, I appreciate the changes that they've made for yeah. TV. Um, and it doesn't take away from the games because a mm-hmm. lot of these, a lot of these, it's like, oh, it takes away from the game and you're like, it, it makes the game look shit now. Or the, this doesn't take away from that. It's, that is a different universe of The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate those games and I can also appreciate the show. I don't want to make, you know, I don't want to say, oh, mm-hmm. well, this was, this is this and this is why this is shit. And it's just like, no, I can appreciate them both as standalone um, mm-hmm. pieces of art. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's having people who know what they're talking about, who, who love it and having the people who created it or people who are very close to it there, mm-hmm. it pays off. Yeah. And I'm so glad now that TV is going that way, where they're taking on these hardcore fans and these people who have actually worked on the games instead of just some random. You know, I, I always go about the, the the Resident Evil movies and stuff like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. see, do you know what I mean? It's made for a quick book. It's not made with love. Yeah, well, that that's the way we should like. To be honest, just give us a paycheck. We could do better there, but. Uh... That's probably <laughs> the is getting out of control now, shall we say? Um, it's yes. love and mutual respect, isn't it? You know, yeah, it is. I yeah. Think the, I think the danger that you always get when you do an adaptation is that in in order to truly appease the previous fan base, there's always been a tendency to try and be faithful, mm-hmm. so to speak. But cinema is different from computer, and you mm-hmm. know, computer games are different from books. You know what I mean? If you try to pace Dracula the same way that is paced in the books, it would be a, let's face it, terrible cinematic experience. Mm. You know what I mean? And the same is true with the video games. You know, admittedly, the pacing's a little bit off in the middle, but Mm 
Mm-hmm. You, know, you always need to do something a little bit different when you change mediums, because if you don't do anything different, then you're just doing a bad version of what came before it. Because yeah, no, it's exactly the same thing in the medium that it wasn't meant to be released in anyway. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And like I say, the, the Bill and Frank story arc is completely showcases where that's important. And again, that you can go off kilter, like build on different things. It doesn't have to be identical. It doesn't have to be thing. It just has to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's as simple as it is. People will accept changes or um even if it doesn't if it's fully explained just make it enjoyable mm-hmm. and a lot of things aren't if that makes sense they change it because of oh, this we can't do it this way so we'll move it this way but no it's as you said if it's done with love and care and with with the with the reasoning that think yes this will be enjoyable to watch like who would think thought like during a like end of the world zombie thing we would have one of the most romantic beautiful love stories that that's ever been told on TV. I really agree, and it's just like say they give us that, and that's probably going to be the highlight from the show that we got that, and they can never take that away from us. Yeah. Cool. But any last thoughts? I think that'll be quite a nice place to wrap up there. <laughs> None for me. No, I'm good. I think we've done a good job there. <laughs> yes. No, it's harder to put into words. Like, say, when like, I think I need to digest the show a few more times, but I really wanted to talk about it with it being just being out. And um, like I say, I get how I was feeling out as well. That was the thing, because that's one of the things I do love about the show. It made us feel. And yes. again, I'm excited for what we get next, and hopefully, like I say, with the next big one that's coming out, Stranger Things, the the final season, they can live up to the hype as well. Um, we shall see. But yes, um, we are. Uh, thank you for everyone who's watching. Probably with it being a Tuesday night, I know we've probably not had many views. Thanks for Beth and Laura for sticking with us. Um, but if you do catch up, I would love to know what what other people feel about the show and how, like, see if you enjoyed it. Please put in the comments. Please um, have spoilerless uh, reviews on the Nerdy Up North community for a few more weeks, and uh, then we can follow have a full-on discussion. But uh, we are back again this Friday. Well, I'm not back again. I did torment them to say I was going to come on just to just to be annoying. But Captain Goodwill and Admiral Graham uh, will be uh, without the American counterpart this week, where they will be live. That's right, live on Friday night talking about the new episode of Picard. Um yes. are you excited for that? You got your have you got I, the, the, the outfit ironed and everything? Oh the outfit's always ironed. I have uh as as people are probably sick of me saying I've I've been on a, an absolute Twitter blitz um over the last couple of weeks. Um and I, I have said to I was I was speaking to someone who um actually worked on season two and three of Picard. And I said to him, I said, it has been so long. And I, I mean, I'm talking 20, 25 years. It has been so long where I have never, it, it's been so long where I have looked forward to a day where I've gone, I, I'm really looking forward to watching the next episode of Star Trek. And I can't wait to find out what happens and I can't wait to experience it. And I've not felt that for about 20, 25 years. And it's, it's just 
going back to what I said about The Last of Us there, the show is made by by people who love it and who respect it and who know the material. And that love shines through. Like it did in The Last of Us, the love shines through. And I, I'm, I'm here for it. Cool. And we are going to do a we are going to do a crowdfunding event to try and get uh, the blue out blue uniform and Spock ears for goodwill so he can dress up as Spock one time. Uh, he's probably got it locked away in his cupboards. Nerdfest. Get it done at Nerdfest. Nerdfest. Chip in, guys. Come and get your picture taken with the nerdy Spock. Um, (laughs) But but yes, um, we have got like say some episodes. I know we're doing top five sitcom US American sitcoms this Sunday. So mm-hmm. that that should be interesting. And then, like I say, in the next few weeks, we've got Nerdfest coming up where we are going to take it on the road and see nerds in, in people in faces and stuff and not be awkward. Uh, that's not going to happen. Um, and then we have SunnyCon. Yes, the return. I'm going to keep mentioning SunnyCon because I'm excited for this one. So, yes, this was just, like I say, an off-the-cuff special episode. And... Um, a Sammy list episode instead of a, a pantsless Sammy. We've missed Sammy. Uh, I think this is only the second episode we've done without mm, Sammy involved. Yeah. Um, so should be should be uh, enjoying a husband's splendor, shall we say? It, it's his birthday tomorrow, so happy birthday, Anne! Uh, hope oh you enjoyed your surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, um, so yeah. And anything you want to plug there, Grant? Nah, not really. Oh, well, that's fine. Uh, look, I'll, on, I'll do a double actually, plug on Goodwill's um, Star Trek thing, because as somebody who's not a Star Trek fan mm-hmm. at all, I've been blown away by Picard. I've never watched a single episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, um, mm-hmm. or really any of the TV series for that matter, but Picard is something truly special, and that's from somebody that isn't going, oh, it's that one, oh, it's that one, as the, all the characters come out, you know what I mean? It's It's Fucking beautiful. So yeah, watch, uh, watch Captain Goodwill or Ensign <laughs> Goodwill. You're a if, if you've got a red one, then doesn't that make an ensign? Uh, it's ensign. all about the pips, mate. All, all right, pips. Okay. all right. <laughs> that shows how little I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, and if you check out his grant as well, is now doing little videos of him being mugged off by his cat. So yes, check out for more. Um, cinematic episodes coming soon <laughs> shall we say they will be worth it eventually to be fair the first one that I've put up there she's quite subdued um, <laughs> she will literally dive over me and snatch food out of my mouth uh, so it's worth subscribing to that because at some point you are going to see me get my face mauled off by that little ginger fucker <laughs> and that's not good Will but yes nope. <laughs> <him too>. He's <laughs> lucky. but yes so um in. So we'll see you on Friday. Well, it'll be uh, like say Goodwill and and the bald admirals. That is Graham there. Uh, so yes, so same uh, same bad time, same bad channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. <laughs> oh, bless you. I thought Goodwill was going to get in, but yeah. <laughs>